Starting and running a business is hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Whether you're an established business owner or thinking about starting a side hustle to earn extra income, I am here to teach you how to show up as your unfiltered self, level up your business, and thrive as a mompreneur. Let's embrace the chaos and start enjoying the journey together. I'm Amy Tra, and you're listening to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Welcome back into the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. I am joined today by Samantha, and we are talking all about just the beautiful journey of being an entrepreneur and how life takes some twists and turns that we didn't necessarily see coming and just how to navigate those and really step into your true purpose and desire. And I'm really excited for this conversation today because she is just a wealth of knowledge and so excited to introduce her to you as well. So Samantha, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much, Amy. And that was such a lovely introduction. You have such a great podcasting voice. <laughs> um, That's awesome. My name, is, my name is Samantha Khan. I run Lighthouse Coaching um, and I'm based in the Boston area where I started my career in human resources. But um, over the last few years, I've built my business to really focus in as a success coach, helping other women to realize their own path to success and stop living a life for other people and start living one that they want to live for themselves. So um, I mostly do one-on-one -on -one coaching and um, I'm just so excited here to have this conversation because, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity to remember where we've been and see how far we've come to, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's wild looking back and isn't it beautiful though, how everything just kind of falls into place exactly the way that it should going through it. Not easy, not to uh, dismiss <laughs> that at all, because we were just talking before we hit record these, these last two months for both of us have just been a little bit wild. So I am welcoming the new month with open arms. And Samantha, something you mentioned in your introduction, I just love living life for other people versus ourselves. That's powerful right there. And when we take the time to really dive in and come to terms with this, that can be really powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I think, you know, if you consider it on the surface, it's easy for your ego mind to say, like, of course, I'm living the life that I have planned out that I want to live. I got this degree, you know, I'm, I'm carrying along this path. But once you start, like, really going a little bit deeper, and asking yourself the questions, does this make me happy? Do I see myself being happy a year from now? Do I see myself being happy three years from now? Am I waiting to be happy in some alternate universe in, you know, 40 years after retirement? Or you know, what exactly is it? And, and starting, to get question, starting to question, what are you passionate about? Because if it's not the thing you're doing, it, you know, you have this one life to live. Um, so it's, it's important that you make it meaningful, at least in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. I agree 100% because I'm a box checker. You know, I've, I've been there where I have just gone through life doing the things that I should do. And I felt like I was shutting my life away. Do you see that with your clients? Absolutely. And I think, you know, we talked about this a little bit before we hopped on, but um, I, I am my former client, right? I was shooting myself all the time. I was living a life that I thought I wanted because it's the, the life that really my parents wanted for me that I somehow came to understand as my vision, my future. So um, with my clients, I absolutely see that. And once they start questioning, it's like this aha moment, this sense of 
confusion and a little bit of relief of like, oh, I, I get to make those choices, right? So um, realizing that they don't have to burn themselves out working 60 hours a week to get the next promotion or be the best on their team if it's not what they're passionate about, that they get to have hobbies, that they get to have a life outside of work, that they get to do things that make them happy. Um, I think it, it's both a liberating and oftentimes like confusing <laughs> uh, concept to, to embrace, right? I, I get a lot of looks of confusion when I start questioning the, these things because people are like, why are you even asking me that? Um, because they haven't had the opportunity. They haven't been asked that question before. Yeah. And I appreciate that you said, it, you know, it can be very confusing for people because yeah, it is. And I think diving deeper into asking ourselves those questions, it, it creates that, that inner conflict because we've been conditioned to think that success, okay, I have to do X, Y, and Z to get there. But is that your version of success? Is that success to you? And in doing so, I think we forget to live. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think our society tends to value one vision of success often too, but we forget about the individual stories, right? We have this collective vision of like an American dream, if you're in the U.S., um, about, you know, getting into the right schools, getting the right job, having a 401k, retiring potentially earlier, um, and then getting to really live your life versus thinking about the millions of people out there that own their own business and doing life their, their own way. People that are uh, digital nomads, people that are um, taking time off to raise their family and running a side business. Like there's so many different versions that we forget to even consider because we're so sold on this one vision so often. Um, and yeah, I, sorry, I'm, I'm on my soapbox about that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Preach girl, preach. <laughs> Kathy, but, um, we tell ourselves these stories and I think sometimes we forget that these stories aren't always reality, that we are the author and we can change the trajectory, but a lot of it, it doesn't it go back to our brain trying to keep us safe. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, oftentimes when we're, we're looking to make a change or we're trying to expand beyond where we are today our ego mind, like that part of our consciousness that we know and relate to as our personality steps in and starts listing all the reasons why this is not a good idea, why, you know, it'd be better if you stayed in bed, why it'd be better if you didn't make too much noise or create a scene or do things differently today, because they're trying to keep you in what they know and, and they, what you know, um, and, and what feels safe because change feels scary to your brain. And so sometimes if you're going to make a change, you're going to have to fight that feeling quite often, right? And I'm sure you've experienced that too, <laughs> making huge changes in your own life, that every decision is going to to start to feel a little bit scary. But as you make more, as you make more, you, you build up your tolerance to it as well and start to believe in yourself more. And that's a lot of the inner work I do with my clients is helping them to get more in touch with their own intuition that they've often been ignoring for what's put in front of them um, and start making their own choices. So getting really clear on what's a decision that they want versus one that they're, you know, maybe choosing because that's what's expected of them. 
Yeah. Oh, that's such a good point. And yeah, change is scary. It is so scary, but it's in doing the scary things that I have found I have made the most progress. And as you keep doing the scary things, they're not not quite as scary anymore. You're right. You yeah. build up that tolerance. And I appreciate too that you mentioned ego because I think it was Chris Harder that said, you know, ego is the biggest overhead. And you think about it, running a business, yeah, nobody likes to have their egos hurt. Nobody likes to put themselves out there to potentially be judged or fail. All of the things that we're telling ourselves but yeah, when you really get in touch with that intuition, that right there, again, it brings the power back. So what steps can you give us to get more in touch with our intuition? Yeah. I mean, I quite honestly, I would start with just making quiet time for yourself, right? So where you're not distracted by your phone or your kids or whatever it is in front of you that will take away your attention and just starting to get quiet maybe for 10 or 15 minutes at a time and listen to what's going on in your inner world. Try to block out your to-do list if you can, try to block out the external things and just really pay attention. Maybe you start by noticing what's happening in your body and any sensations that are coming up. And it may feel a little bit um, like a waste of time at first, especially if you're a high achiever and you're looking for that ROI on every moment of your day, right? I, I can relate. Um, but I think that's the, one of the best ways is starting to really get to know your inner voice. What does she sound like? What is she saying? What sounds like fear versus passion? What sounds like logic versus, um, you know, a, a gut reaction? Each of those things I think is so, um, so important just to, to be able to evaluate. And then the other piece that I have come to love, but has been a journey is journaling. Um, because it allows me to be more of a neutral observer of my thoughts, right? So I don't have to be my thoughts. I don't have to be caught up in the emotion of them. Um, but daily journaling, again, even if it's for 10 minutes a day, I think is so helpful to just take a step back and even just brain dump because so, so often I've gotten, and I've gotten stuck in these thought loops. My clients have gotten stuck in these thought loops of, you know, all or nothing thinking or their inner critic going crazy and they can't recognize it until it's out on paper um, that it's not, it, it doesn't have to be real, right? Because I don't know about you, but uh, especially as a high achiever, my inner critic has, has been one thing that I have used to motivate myself my whole life. Um, that shoulding, that couldn't um, was part of of me pushing myself to go farther until I realized it was actually doing more damage than good. And um, when I started to journal regularly, that's when I saw my inner critic so clearly. That voice that I thought was my own, that was pushing me, that was trying to make me better, was actually this very critical voice saying a lot of things that were untrue, unrealistic, <laughs> um, totally catastrophizing. Um, so, so definitely those two things I think have been most helpful. Oh, I love them because it is a noisy world. And I think so often we avoid getting quiet because it can be uncomfortable and it mm -hmm. does take practice. You know, we're so used to all of the noise all of the time, whether that's social media, noise in our homes, just noise in general. There's so much information that our brains are consuming that they are just overloaded and they think that that's normal so when we do mm -hmm. get quiet 
it can be a really uncomfortable experience, but I love your suggestion too about journaling. And this is where, you know, when I first started journaling, I always thought that I had to be like some like great writer and I had to do, you know, it a certain way. I love, like you said, just brain dumping and Mm -hmm. being a neutral observer, like you said, getting those ideas, those thoughts out of my brain, because we all do it. We all get stuck Mm -hmm. in those thought loops. But when you're aware, that's the first step to creating a change. And like you said, right there, that's created change for you because now you're realizing, oh, wait, no, that's that's my inner critic talking. That's not me. And that's a beautiful right. thing right there. What a great advice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's funny you say that. I I thought I had to write myself a letter every time I journaled, yes. right? So I thought I had to Do be articulate. And, <laughs> yeah, I would edit stuff out. I'd sign my journal. <laughs> so um, no, it, really getting like the, the more of a brain dump it is, the better, I think, because that's when the real stuff comes out, like all of the ick, all of the good and everything in between, right? So um, I actually have two journals. I have my my daily journal and what I call my burn book. <laughs> um, and it's where I write everything that my inner critic is saying that I want to get out and rewrite and let go of. Um, so that just helps me sort of separate so that I I can recognize those thoughts for what they are and keep them out of my, my daily practice as well. Yes, yes. Oh, that's great advice. Now for... The listeners out there, they start to experience some feelings of guilt for wanting more, for dreaming bigger. How can we help them navigate those feelings? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And I I think there's so many places we could put our attention on a daily basis, right? That it's always going to be like our time and our attention is our most valuable resource, our most valuable resources. So um, putting them on ourselves can feel often like, oh, a little bit selfish. Um, But I would start by asking yourself, you know, where did you learn that from, right? Like, is that something that was role modeled to you? Was it your parents that wouldn't give themselves the time of day because they were so focused on the family or their job or whatever it is? And you can acknowledge that for what it is without, um, you know, without being upset at them. Um, but yeah. more again, as a, a neutral observer of, of where you learn that from, because um, oftentimes it's it's something that was role modeled to you and it might not be necessarily by your parents. It might be just by other um, figureheads or figures of authority in your life um, and start to notice, you know, how that made you feel, right? Because I think as children too, you notice when your parents aren't giving themselves time and space and you learn to do the same thing, right? You learn to suppress your emotions. You learn to um, ignore your gut feelings or intuitions. You learn to ignore what you want. And I think if you flip it to the other side, is that what you want to teach your family or your loved ones, whether it's your children or your sisters or, you know, your niece and nephew, whatever it is, right? Um, Is that the lesson you also want to learn? So Number one is is questioning where where you started thinking about those things because so often I think we just get sucked into this like this is how it is this is how it's always been this is how it is and we forget that there was a point where we learned it right and at that point 
we can go back and we can rewrite. We can take a new lesson from that and we can start because at the moment we learned it, we started compounding, right? So the more experiences we had that were similar, our brain starts filtering, starts trimming, right? So yes, this is the right way. Yes, this is the right way. Oh, anything that is out in, uh, um, not in agreement with, with, let's say it's, um, you know, focusing on your career first, anything that's not in agreement with that, your brain kind of filters out, right? And you keep compounding on this message. But if you start to go back to the first moment you remember it, then you can almost redo that experience, right? And say, oh, this this whole foundation that I have laid my life expectation on is actually pretty faulty and I can rewrite it. And then you can start to compound in a new way, right? Take those new experiences you're making to show you something different. Um, so if it's like happiness um, isn't only derived from your career, um, then you start writing that new story and start taking more experiences to compound on that new thought, that new belief um, to rewrite it. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Identifying it so that you can rewrite it. That is absolutely Mm -hmm. beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Samantha, this was such an incredible conversation full of so many just fabulous takeaways and things that we can do and put into practice to really identify what thoughts are holding us back. So thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to share your knowledge with us. Where can we learn more about you? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. This has been a great conversation. Um, In terms of where you can find me, I'm over at lighthouse underscore coaching on Instagram and on LinkedIn at um, Samantha Econ. If you'd like to look me up, that's where I share a lot of my information. My website is lighthousecoaching.org. And um, on there, you can also find a um, opt-in that I have around um, figuring out what success means to you. So it's called successfully um, or defining success on your own terms. And it's just some quick journal prompts to help lead you in that direction of what's most meaningful to you. Um, So I definitely encourage your listeners to go check it out and um, see if that helps them spur some ideas of their own. So be sure to check out that, that freebie on her website, because this right there, doing this inner work, taking the time to really get clear on this, that is step one to building the business of your dreams. Thank you, Samantha, so much. I appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. And I just wanted to add one more thing is that all of these things I suggested, they're free to you and you can do them anytime, right? So, you know, some people, I think you assume you need something big and fancy to solve all your problems, but just if you are looking where to get started and you're not sure where these, these three things, the journaling, getting quiet by yourself and questioning your, um, your, your first belief, identifying that first belief are all things you can start to do on your own before you take those next steps. So hopefully your listeners found value in that. Oh, absolutely. Because it's in doing the small little things over and over. That's what creates those big, powerful changes. All right, mamas, until next time, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 